What's up, everybody? This is Brie Chevelle, and I'm back with another episode of Female of Influence. This is episode number eight, the Mother's Day edition. I decided to have my mom on, um, who is a mom, a grandmother, a friend, a student, um, all of the above. And we just discussed what motherhood meant to her. We dropped some gems for you guys. We laughed. We reminisced. But my prayer was that you would be able to take something from this episode. If you are a mom, if you are a mom-to-be, if you've launched your mom, if you have, um, if you plan on being a mom soon. So we hope that this episode blesses you. Um, and we are just here to say Happy Mother's Day to all of the beautiful mothers out there. Uh, you are needed. You are worthy. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. And we love you so much. So let's hop into this episode. Welcome back to the Female Influence Podcast. I have here my mother. Hey, mom. Hello. Minister Tiffany Berry. And this is the Mother's Day edition of the Female of Influence podcast. So we're just going to get right into it. Mom, tell the world a little bit about yourself. Well, I am Minister Tiffany Berry. I am a mother to a total of seven children, three by birth, four inherited. Uh, together, my husband and myself have five grandchildren. Um. I work in Richmond, Virginia at a nonprofit organization called Child Fund International. And um, I just love the Lord. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is definitely, um, this, is, this is wonderful. It's, I'm so happy to have you on here for the Mother's Day edition, especially because you're my mom, duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm happy you, you, you thought of me to have me on. Well, of course. So um, the first question that I wanted to ask you um, was, what is one lesson that you learned about yourself um, being a mom? Of course, you know, I was your firstborn. And so you always tell me that you're still learning with me. Um, but what, what is one lesson that you learned about yourself uh, being a mom? Um, Yes, I am still learning every day. Children do not come with handbooks. And so, and, and every day is a new experience. So I am constantly learning. You are, what, 27 now? That's an old, old. Yes. I've never been the mother to a 27-year-old. So, you know, every day is new. And everything is new. So one of the things that I've learned about myself is that I think when when you were younger, I kind of thought, you know, most, most mothers think they have it all together. And I kind and I think I was that way when you were younger. And I, and I realize now that I really didn't <laughs> have it all together and I'm still learning. So um, one thing I've learned about myself as a mother is that I just kind of need to learn that there's always something to learn if that makes sense. Like, I, I don't know it all, and and I don't have all the answers, and, you know, I, I need to be open to, um, how do I say it? Uh, I'm not always right, because I used to always think, well, I'm the mother, so I'm always right. I used to think that, and so I'm, I've learned 
I've learned to accept the fact that I'm not always right. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but. Yeah, that's, I think that's good. I think that's a, a good point too, because I know like even now with me being a mom, I mean, I'm a young, young mom and you had me when you were what, 21. Yep. And, um, and even now, like, you know, I have friends who are starting to have kids now and like, they're telling me stuff that I didn't know. And I've been a mom for three years, right? <laughs> you know? So like now they're having kids and they're telling me stuff that I didn't know. And in my mind, I mean, I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that because when it's your child, you know, you do think you have it all together and then you have mm-hmm. someone come along who might be younger than you, who might just be a brand new parent telling you or trying to give you advice about exactly. stuff that, like you knew from jump. <laughs> exactly. And I even, found myself going through that with you to a certain extent once once you became a mother because you know because I thought well I'm your mother I'm the I'm the teacher and you're the student and so then once you became a mother you you have actually taught me some things just by me watching you you may not realize it but me watching you has taught me some things so I completely get what you're saying when you when you say the younger people are coming along and telling you things that you know yeah, I get that. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think was it or is the hardest thing about being a mom? Um, one of the hardest things to me is learning to let go or not, not necessarily let go, but loosen the reins, I guess you could say, because as a, as a parent, you, you never really fully let go. Doesn't matter how old your kids are or how old they get, you never quite let go, but you have to learn to loosen the reins. And so I think one of the hardest things for me is learning to loosen the reins a little bit and and realize that as you grow, as your children grow older, they have minds of their own, that they can think for themselves, that they may not always agree with everything that you agree with. Um, And you just have to learn to let them be who they are. So what, that, that, that was a hard thing for me, just learning to let go and let, let my kids be who they are and not, and who they are may not necessarily be who I want them to be. Yeah. But I, I have to learn to accept, you know, accept that and learn to loosen the reins a little bit. So that's, that's been one of the hardest things for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, so a lot of people, I mean, most people know, know us, um, so people know that, you know, you had my little sister 12 years <laughs> right? to me. And Big so I, I know that I'm always fussing because I'm like, well, you let her and you let Jaden do stuff mm-hmm. that you would never let me do when I was their age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had to learn to loosen the reins a little bit. Like yeah. with, with your firstborn, you. You, you probably will begin to see it if you haven't already. You, when, when you have your first child, you usually tend to hold on a little tight. And, and you know, it's like that commercial that they have on TV with the, with the couple when they have that first child and they're yes. careful to, to wash the baby in the little bathtub. And by the second child, you know, she's putting the baby in the shower with the <laughs> And I, it's like, you know, things change with each, every child is different every child is different so and yeah my my oldest sister used to fuss about that same thing with me because she said you know I'm the baby and she was the oldest of five and she would always fuss at me about how mom and daddy let me get away with stuff that they would never let her get away with so yeah yeah, I get it 
Yeah. So, of course, I know that you say that you are a mom to seven children, um, but you're on this podcast with me. So my next question is, what is one of your fondest memories about being my mom? Probably, um, I'm trying to think how long ago this was. It was the Mother's Day that we were at Kathy's house, my sister Kathy, and you and Crystal and Tyrell cooked dinner for us. Oh, I think it was for Mother's Day. Was that Mother's Day? Yeah, Mother's Day. But I'm trying to remember how long ago it was. Um, I think that was we were still in college, I believe, six years ago. I think maybe. But that was that was a fond memory for me because I'm like, wow, like I got a whole grown person who know how to cook. (laughs) (laughs) It was that was the first time I had ever seen you cook. So I think that I can remember anyway. It was the first time I had ever seen you cook. And it was a nice meal. I think it was chicken Alfredo and garlic bread. I mean, it was and salad, I think. And I was getting ready to ask, what in the world did I cook? Cause. It, was, it was chicken alfredo. I do remember chicken alfredo and garlic bread. And it was the first time I had ever, that I remember ever seeing you cook. So it was, that was just amazing to me. So that's one of my fondest memories of, of you. Oh, see, I didn't even, I mean, I'm glad that, that, that I asked that question because I, I would have never thought that that would have been a fond memory. I mean, I know it really was plenty because, of fond memories, but I mean, I'm sure, I, and you know, if I really, really sit and think, I'll probably think of some more. But for me, that that was just as a mom, you know, we tend to do we tend to do 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 for for our kids, and so when when your kids turn around and do for you, you know, things that you have always done for them, to it kind of just shows, you know, I appreciate, I saw what you did, and I appreciate everything you've done, so. And so I, and now it's my turn to honor you the way you honored me. That's how I saw it. Yeah. So that's why it just kind of means that it just meant a lot to me. I think I still have a picture of that plate. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could do that for you. Hopefully there will be many more Mother's Day, Mother Day, Mother's Days. I can't even talk um, to come where I'll be able to cook for you. But this weekend you cook it for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Breakfast. So I know that um, Mother's Day can be kind of a hard one for you. This can be kind. Of, this is probably one of your harder holidays, especially since you lost your mom. What, fifteen years ago? Has it been fifteen? Yep. Two thousand and one was it? Two thousand and four. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I that was my grandmother. You know how close I was with her. So you know, Mother's Day can be kind of hard for me in that aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But what is one thing that you wish, or if you could right now, what is one question that you would ask your mom if she was still here? Um, I would probably, ask, I would probably just ask her how she did it. Like, um, all, everybody who knows my mom knows she was a daycare provider for, I think it was like, I don't know how many years, a long time. I think it was like 30 or over 30 some years, she was a daycare provider. She had the patience of Job. <laughs> yes, <those> she did. <laughs> and, and I mean, she was a disciplinarian too. Don't get me wrong. She was a disciplinarian, but um, like there was times when there would be probably like 15 kids in the house at one time, not even counting her own. And, and she had the patience of Job and that's just patience has never been one of my virtues. So I think 
if if I could ask her, I ne- I had that's something I've never sat down and talked to her about. Like, how did you do that? Like, I just don't. When I think about it, I just don't understand how she did that. Yeah. And so I think um, if I could ask her now, I would just ask her, how did she do that? Yeah. And for so long. Yeah, I think that's um, that's one thing that I admired about her too. Um, was just her patience and it's funny because um what was it last Sunday or the Sunday might have been the Sunday before last um my pastor had preached about you know the verse I can't remember the exact verse but it talks about um you know you have how you have to wake up and clothe yourself in patience and mm-hmm. compassion and um what is it what else did it say gentleness kindness mm-hmm. you I don't know if you remember that verse but it was funny because he you know when you said that I'm like wow like in my mind like she got up every day and clothed herself with patience, you know, mm-hmm. and I completely understand what you mean by that not being a virtue because now that I have two kids, <laughs> yeah, that's rough. The patience be it's 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 hard to get up every day and to, and it clothe is. yourself in patience. <laughs> it is very hard. It, it's never been one of my virtues at all, and it's I'm pretty sure you know. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, how would you describe your mother and the influence and impact she had on your life? Um, I think that would be it. That that word, patient, would be the word, the way that I would describe her. And one thing that I had always known about my mother is that she was not um a person who liked confrontation. Mm-hmm. And um and I think I inherited that from her because I, I, I run my mouth a lot, but I really don't like confrontation. Yeah. And I don't even run my mouth as much as I used to. But I, I have <laughs> I've never been a person who, what you laughing at? I've never been a person who likes confrontation. And I think I inherited that from her. And so I think she influenced me in that, in that area greatly. Yeah, I, I can definitely attest to that um, because I know that even sometimes when it came to you disciplining me, like you didn't like that confrontation either. Mm-mm. Um, you know, so I mean, I can definitely attest to the fact that um, you definitely got that from her because you didn't like confrontation either. Nope, I um, still don't. Yes. Um, and another word that I would use to describe her, and I'm sorry if I, I sound raspy, I feel like I sound raspy, but my throat is hurting a little bit. Um, Another word that I would uh, use to describe her is trustworthy. And I didn't realize how trustworthy she was until she passed. And I heard so many people telling stories of how they would talk to her about stuff and they never heard it again in the streets. Like she, I mean, she, she wouldn't tell your business. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you talk to her, it stayed with her. Yeah. And so I appreciated that about her as well. Yeah, that is, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, she passed when I was 12. And so I don't even think I really had too many secrets, <laughs> you know, to tell. But I know um, when I was with her, I always felt protected. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that can kind of go hand in hand with, tr- with trustworthiness. Um, because when I was when I was with her, I just always felt like I was protected in every aspect, physically, yeah. emotionally. So I, I can definitely understand that. Um, because, and I'm pretty sure, you know, I think I remember you telling me that you've had plenty of conversation, you had had plenty of conversations with her as well, um, you know, before her passing. Um, and, and 
where you could just, you felt like you could trust her with those conversations. And mm-hmm. I think that's just really a blessing, um, a blessing to have, you know, with your mom. I think that, I think that you and I, I mean, a lot of people don't know, but you know, we had a really strained relationship, especially mm-hmm. when I became like a teenager mm-hmm. and, uh, throughout my college years. And, um, and I think like, I appreciate the, the rough times between us because I think that now now that I'm a mother I need you more and I think that it strengthened our relationship now if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense yes well pressure makes a diamond you know you gotta kind of go through the rough patches and yeah it's in it's in our weakness that that God's strength is perfected so yeah you gotta gotta go through the rough times I, I think yeah because I definitely feel like um, you know, and it could just be that I'm older now, but, um, I definitely feel like, you know, we have this, this sense of trustworthiness as well, you know, where we can confide in each other about certain situations, or we have certain conversations that we can trust each other with sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's something that is something really great to have with your mom, because I don't think that, I mean, most people should have that, but I don't think that everybody has that you know, with their mother, that sense of, um, that sense of trustworthiness, um, you know, where I can tell you like, mom, all right, this stays between me and you, you know, and I ain't got to worry about you going back telling my stepdad or my dad or, you know, um, but yeah, I think that that's a really, really good trait to have. And I can definitely, I can definitely see that now that you said it. Yeah. Um, in reference to that. And so, um, when I was born, you, my grandmother, your mom took me in, um, because you were, you had me when you were in college, you were at Norfolk state and you had me when you were in college. And one thing, um, that she instilled in me. And then once you graduated, you came home and you instilled in me was just the importance, um, of being in a church home and knowing God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've grown so much, you know, since Mulberry Baptist Church. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, in reference to my, yes. <laughs> yeah, since Mulberry Baptist Church. But that was one thing that, now that I'm older, that's one thing that I'm so appreciative of um, is growing up in that little country town called Warsaw and um, being in a church with my family. And I, I feel like it helped shape, shape my relationship today with God. Um, a relationship that I feel like I needed uh, with all that I've been through in the last five months. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and so why do you think it's important as a mother to be in relationship with God? And what impact has your relationship with God had on your parenting? Um, it's important. I mean, it's important as a person in, in general, Mm-hmm. and a mother specifically to have a relationship with God be, just simply because um as a mother we don't know it all so it's important for us to stick close to the one who does and so that we can we can um go to him and his word we can go to God in his word for guidance um direction his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path and and so it's important for us to have a relationship with him because if we have if we don't have a good relationship with God, it's almost impossible to have a good relationship with our children. I think. Yeah. So um 
but when you were first born, I, I mean, I had always been in the church, but to be honest, the church wasn't really in me at that point. And um, I'm very appreciative of Marlbury Baptist Church too, because that's where the, the seeds were planted. That's where, you know, the roots began in Marlbury. So I'm very appreciative of everything that I learned there, but, but at, a, at a certain time, you kind of have to, you know, you kind of outgrow and you yeah. have to move on to where, you know, you, you got to move from the milk to the steak, so to speak. So, um, so Marlbury was the milk. Um, and, and as we get older, we have to move to the steak. And so, but if you don't have a relationship with God, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to have a good relationship with your children. And so I think as my relationship with God grew, my relationship with you grew. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think it's important to have a good relationship with God as a parent, because if you, we, we, we're never gonna have all the answers. We don't ever have all the answers but God knows everything. He's omniscient. So he knows it all. So it's important for us to stick by the one who does know everything. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. I think that's, um, I think it's vice versa too, because I feel like when I started uh, developing my relationship with God, I mean, I'm the same way when I was at Marbury, I mean, I knew God, but just like you said, like the church wasn't in me. Um, you know, really my main thing was being on the choir to sing. (laughs) That's all I really was worried about. Um, I won't worry about coming to church to get no word. Mm -hmm. You know, you know how that goes. So, um, you know, I think that as my relationship grew with God too, then it, it, it made it easier for me to, um, to forgive, you know, and, um, and to just really open up, open up myself to be in relationship with you as my mother, because I think for a while, um, I was just so blinded by, you know, anger, just like you, you talked about earlier, just me not agreeing with some stuff that you, that you thought or did, um, me being a teenager and going through those hormonal changes, right. um, you know, just, uh, just how, however that was, but I was just, I allowed myself to be so blinded by that stuff. And when I finally got into a good church where I was really, really, really being taught the word and I began to grow, um, spiritually, then I realized, okay, it's, it's time for me to take these scales off my eyes and develop this relationship with my mom, because my mom's not going to always be here. Right. Uh, and, you know, that's how I started looking at things, too. But I totally agree. And I think it's vice versa, too. Like, as as your daughter, as your child, I can't fully, fully, fully embrace uh, a healthy relationship with you if I'm not in relationship with God, if I'm not seeing him on the daily. So I completely understand that and definitely agree. Yep. Definitely agree. Um, yep, yep, yep. And so um, I think, too because I have this conversation with Corey all the time, you know, if we're not in a relationship with God um, as parents individually and in our marriage, then it is impossible to raise healthy children, you know, spiritually healthy children. And, you know, now that I have my own kids, I'm starting to realize that. (laughs) Right. And there's a a lot of things that, um, and I probably used to say this to you, I'm not sure, but I probably used to, I know I used to say to myself that there was a lot of things that you weren't going to understand until you had your own children. Yeah. And so um, I see that in you now, but I see that 
I mean, when, when you had Eli, um, everybody, anybody who's been following your story, you know, knows that he was born prematurely, three months prematurely. And to just watch your and Corey's faith at work throughout that whole situation was so, I mean, it just, it blew my mind. Like, I was just like, you know, because I had a, I had a baby who was in the NICU too, but she wasn't premature, but she had bacterial meningitis and that was, it was um, dangerous to her as an infant also. So she was in the NICU for um, a couple of weeks when she was um, about three weeks old. So I, I kind of understood where, where you were, but not quite because it was, the situation was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But when I had Alexis, this was 15 years ago, and even though I had grown up in the church, like I said, the church really wasn't in me. So my faith was not where your faith was or your faith is when you went through your situation. Yeah. And so to just watch you, um, watch, watch your, your faith at work and how you would go to the hospital every day and read word and speak the word over him. And, and I mean, it was just amazing to me. And so, you know, I'm always learning, always, I mean, you're, you're teaching me. More, you're teaching me. You probably don't even realize you're teaching me, but but you're you're teaching me, and I'm supposed to be your teacher. But now the the teacher has become the student, as they say. Yeah. And so just watching just watching your faith at work. I mean, I just it it you watching you and Corey go through that really just for me. Um. Uh, what's the word? Um. It um, I don't even know the word I want to say. It just really showed me the importance of having a relationship with God as a parent. Yeah, I, I definitely, well, thank you, because that was a very stressful <laughs> situation. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that really, really kept me going in that was knowing that you knew what it felt like to have a child in the NICU. You knew what it felt mm -hmm. like to, you know, not, I mean, you were at the hospital every day, you know, from yeah. what I can remember. Mm -hmm. um and I can't remember a lot of it but you know when I was um 12 I didn't realize how serious that was that situation was yep. and um as I grew I remember feeling and I never told you this but I remember feeling really guilty as I got a little older and I realized how how um difficult that situation was and the reason why I felt guilty was because you and I used to be avid watchers of America's Next Top Model mm -hmm. <laughs> and the night that she got um because I believe you took her to tap a handy if I'm not mistaken no Kilmonic huh Kilmonic yeah Kilmonic and then they ended up sending her to Chippenham no yeah, MCV. MCV yeah mm -hmm. And um, I remember Aunt Gwen telling me that, you know, she, it was serious. You know, she was really sick. And um, she asked me, did I want to, I don't know, did she, did I want to come up there? And I was like, no, I need to catch this season finale of America's Next Top Model. I didn't know that. <laughs> and I felt so bad. Now, I didn't, I was 12. I didn't really know what was going on. And of course, you know, nobody really gave me full detail as to what was going on or like the severity of the situation. But even in my situation with Eli being in the NICU, it just, it, it made me or gave me an, um, a sense of comfort to know that, you know, my mom, crazy enough, went through the same, it's almost the same situation other than the fact that Lexi was not premature. Right. Um, 
but just the fact that you know Lexi is your she's your miracle baby that's what we call her um because you know she not many babies that young make it out of bacterial meningitis and she was very sick very very Mm -hmm. sick and so I mean I think you and I even had a conversation about it um when Eli was in the NICU um mm-hmm. just about the similarities you know the fact that you had me on christmas uh two days before christmas and then i had him on christmas eve and then we both kind of you know god brought us through pretty much the same types of situations mm-hmm. and i mean it's just amazing to to see it come full circle because you know how long ago was that how old is lexi 14 15 15 years ago you know I had we had absolutely no clue that I would be going through this situation now in 2019 when you were going through it you know back then in 2004 yep so it just it's you know that's just amazing to me how God works but just like you said that is literally the importance of having a relationship with God because I tell Corey all the time had we not had one with God I don't know how we would have got through that. Yeah, mentally sane, we would have been in that situation. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm grateful, you know, to know God. You know, I'm grateful for the upbringing that, you know, you and your mom um, gave to me um, in reference to keeping me in church. I mean, you know, we used to be in church all day on Sunday. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yes, indeed. And nowadays, you know, people like it, people be like, it don't take all that. No, it doesn't. But I'm, I'm grateful, you know, for, for you all making sure that that's where I was and I wasn't elsewhere. Right. Um, You know, something I didn't have no business and you definitely made sure that because I always tell people, you know, the one thing that I admire about you was your discernment. You could look at certain friends I had, the little boyfriends I thought I was in love with and and be like, nah. This ain't working. This ain't gonna work. You know, you would let me go to certain parties, and and every time, every time you would say no, something would happen. You know, somebody would get shot, or you know, at the party or something. So you Fight know, break out. huh? Fights break out. Or yeah, all the time. You were always right all the time. You know, and I didn't see it back then, but I see it now, and I'm just forever grateful. You know, that you know I was brought up and raised in a family who thought it was important to keep me in church to keep me close to God you know even though at the time I wasn't really worried about being in a relationship with God Mm -hmm. like just like you said the seeds were planted and because of that you know you know you talk about the strong faith that I had but you know you have to realize that you had something to do with that as well well thank you I appreciate that yeah. I, I, I say the same thing about my own mother because I remember, you know, growing up with her and how she would Saturday morning, she would Saturday mornings now when I'm trying to watch Saturday morning car- cartoons and a lot of people probably don't know what they are because they don't really show those much anymore. But I'm trying to watch Saturday morning cartoons and my mama has gospel music blasting all through the house. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish she would turn that down, but now I appreciate it. And Lord, I would give anything to hear her blasting gospel music through the house right now. But I don't think she fully realized the seeds that she was planting in me doing that. And now I find myself when I get up in the mornings, that's like one of the first things I do is cut on my gospel music. Now I've started doing that, I think about two weeks ago, just cutting on my gospel music in the morning. And it seems to just help my day get yeah. started. 
So yeah, the seeds were definitely being planted even back then. Yes, I sure do miss her. I do too. I sure do. So what is, or is there, if it is, um, what is one thing that you wish you would have done differently as a mother? Um, as my mother, should I say? Probably um, made better choices about a lot of things. Just made better choices. I, I um, like I said, I was young. I had you when I was 21. I was still in college. I was young and dumb didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what it meant to really be a mother, um, made a lot of mistakes, still making a lot of mistakes. Um, so I, as your mother, I think I, I just would have made better decisions about a lot of things and listened more because you, you um, have always been very outspoken, but I, as a mother, didn't always hear everything that you were trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or they were trying to tell me. So just be a better listener and and make better decisions about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think that's um because even even being a mom in three years, I can definitely see I can definitely see how easy it is for, for moms to do stuff like that. Like if that makes sense. Even though my daughter is three, you know Nia, she's very, very outspoken as well. Already. <laughs> Um, but now that I have another child, I, sometimes I find myself, um, not necessarily neglecting her, but like you said, like not hearing her all the time. Right. And I like literally have to catch myself and, and say, okay, Brianna, all right, get yourself together, open your ears, open your heart, receive whatever it is that she has to say. Yeah. And because children, I mean, children really are a gift from God, you know? And and they have um, a lot more wisdom than we give them credit for, even yeah. at a young age. And so, and and I, one thing I've learned is that kids are going to tell the truth. <laughs> they're going to tell the truth. You might not receive it, but you know they're going to tell the truth most of the time. And and so, yeah, we we need to, to listen to them and and hear what they say. Yeah, that I, definitely the truth thing. And I'm laughing because that was me. And and I would tell the truth even if it embarrassed you. You surely would. And I'm thinking of a particular time. I'm laughing now, but I know that I hurt you back then. <laughs> no, no. We were in the grocery store and you went to swipe your card and I think I said something about your card declining in the line in front of everybody. I was so loud. I couldn't have been no more than maybe eight. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I was just like, girl, I hope your card don't decline this time or something. I said, and <laughs> I um, I do not remember that. You, but you know me. I that's that's how I was, and I I was the type of person. God has really worked on me in that, and I still have a lot of growing to do in it because I was always the type of person who would say whatever she felt or whatever first came to mind, regardless of how it would affect other people. But I remember look on your face when I said it and you looked so embarrassed and so hurt and you never said anything to me after I said it um but you know now I'm I, not now but I realized a long time ago that my mouth was just way too big 
Well, the, I, the truth I part, think, yes. Yeah, I think that you probably got that honest though, because I remember my own mother telling me, you know, something similar like having a big mouth. Yeah. And, and it, there was something that happened, and it has completely slipped my mind now, but it was a similar incident where I just blurted out, oh, I remember. There was, and I don't remember how old I was, but there was a preacher that came to the church for revival and his wife and his son came and this was years ago. And I remember telling, and I was probably about eight, seven or eight myself. And I remember in front of my mother telling the preacher that his son looked like Curious George <laughs> in the church. And I thought if the earth could have opened up and swallowed Cletus, she'd have been gone. I, I embarrassed her so bad. but and. and you know, I was, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming everybody knows who Curious George is, but um, it, the, I mean, he really did look like Curious George to me. And so I didn't think that me just saying that would, would be construed as an insult. Yeah. But I guess the, I mean, because I was just being honest about how he looked to me. But as a, you know, as a kid, I guess it was kind of like a harsh thing to say. Right. And so, yeah, I think I, I, I embarrassed my mother really bad that time. So I kind of get where you come from. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's all a part of motherhood is we're going to be embarrassed by our kids at some point. And yeah. I guess it's not a bad thing. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, I think I'm more like you than I was willing to accept. Just like Nia is me all over again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so, why when I'm around you and her, I just sit back and laugh because I just think it's hilarious. Yes, yes. Especially since I didn't even want kids. I didn't yeah. even like kids. Mm -hmm. um, I love my babies, but... <laughs> yeah. But Okay, well, I really enjoyed this interview, Mom. Um, and at the end of all of my interviews, I like to um, ask ending icebreaker questions that you have to answer off the top of your head in one minute. Uh -oh. um, so all three in one minute or one minute yep, all three in one minute oh jesus so off the top of your head three adjectives that best describes you probably sad to say procrastinator because i tend to put stuff off till the last minute <laughs> um uh ooh, a worrier because as a mother that's just simply what we do and um Oof, I can't think of a third one. Um, I don't know. Can we come back? <laughs> sure. How do you define influence using one word? Change. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Can you elaborate a little bit? Well, and if you're having an influence on anything or anybody, usually when they're being influenced, they're moving they're being influenced to move from one state to another, to, to, to think better, to do better, to make better decisions, to try something new, you know? So when you're influencing somebody, it, you're generally um, forcing them to, to, to go a different route or to change or to be better, hopefully. I mean, or you could be influencing them to be worse too, who knows? But um, so I think, I think influence, it just means change. Yeah, that's good. And what is the Bible verse that most influences your life in this season? Oh, my favorite verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, 
plans of, of hope and a good future for good and not for evil. And I probably mix that up a little bit. But um, in, my, in this season of my life, I'm just learning to trust God's plan because his plans are bigger than mine. His plans are better than mine. And so I'm just learning to trust him and everything because, and it's been amazing because I've just been seeing his hand moving some things lately. And I'm just like, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I can see that this is you. So, you know, I'm just going to trust you. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's my, my, that's my favorite verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. Just, I know, I know the plans I have for you. And I, and I have always been a person who, you know, if I want to do it, I'm, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And, and so, um, and not really including God in it, but then wanting him to get me out of it when it don't work. Yeah. When I know that, when I know now, if I just let him do it in the beginning, it's going to work and it's going to work for my good. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I'm learning to just trust God. Yeah, I love that. I I think even with the situation that I've been in, um, you know, being a a mom of two now and then just going through everything that we went through with Eli, like, you really don't know trust until you get into a situation where that's all you got. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. You know, and and because it really, I mean, we had to trust God in the situation. We had to trust a bunch of doctors and nurses that we didn't know. We had to trust a bunch of people that we didn't know around our son. And, you know. And especially when you have to leave him in the hospital. That's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. And you can't see what's going on and you don't know how they're treating him. And, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that, I, I think that, in that season, you know, over the last couple of months, like, yeah, that verse has definitely been one to live by because um, just trust was had to be on a whole other level. And it was all that we had. It was all that we had. Trust and faith. And that's it. So I completely understand that. Um, yeah. But did you want to give us one last adjective or are you done trying with that? Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord, I hadn't even thought about it once we got off on the Bible verse. Um, yeah, I'm done. I'm a procrastinator, so I'm gonna put it off. <laughs> so once you put once you put this link up, then I'll comment and put the third word. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I really appreciate you for hopping on to the Mother's Day edition of the Female of Influence podcast. And I can't wait um for people to hear this. I think they're gonna be so blessed by it. Um and I just I just thank you for being my mom, you know, and, and I'm thankful that God chose me to 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 be your firstborn and I'm thankful for that as well I'm thank I, and I'm more than you will ever know I'm thankful for that because like I said before you have taught me so much and you're still teaching me so much and I don't even think you realize that that you are you really are a female of influence for me to be a better person to be a better mother to be a better wife I mean, I don't even think you realize that you or you are influencing me more than I think I've ever influenced you. Girl, don't make me crown here now. <laughs> so I appreciate you. Well, thanks, Mom. So we just want to, I'm going to shout out all of the mothers. We hope that you all have a wonderful and blessed Mother's Day, this Mother's Day, Mother's Day 2019. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Yes, and to those of you who may be, um, Mom, would you like to say anything to those 
women or, or men who may be going through um, not having their mom this Mother's Day? Um, just know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's a mother to the motherless, a father to the fatherless, a friend to the friendless. When you feel like you're down to nothing, God is up to something. So if you're feeling like, like you have nothing, know that you have God. You have God and he's all that you really need. You have everything you need if you have him. Definitely. That's a word. That is a word. Well, all right. Well, this concludes this episode of Female of Influence. Um, if you want to follow my mom on Facebook, I'll drop her name <laughs> in the comments on this podcast, um, on this episode. Um, and mom, I just thank you so much for hopping on and I hope that you have a Mother's Day and I can't wait to eat this beautiful breakfast that you're going to prepare for me. <laughs> yes, dear. And I love yes, you. Dear. I love you too. All righty. Be blessed. that episode was everything yes so thank you guys for tuning in to episode eight the mother's day edition um, of the female of influence podcast we really appreciate it we pray that you learn something about yourself as a mother from this episode we pray that um, you were able to take something from this episode to be able to apply it to your motherhood journey and we just ask that God will just continue to strengthen you as a mother, bless you as a mother, um, that you will continue to walk in purpose, that you won't um, only walk in motherhood, but that you will walk in, in every calling that God has placed upon your life. Sometimes it's so difficult to get, um, or so easy to get caught up in just being a mom because it takes so much of your time and it takes so much of your energy. But just remember that God will sustain you, God will keep you, um, and that he is not going to give you a vision, a dream, a goal that he didn't think you could handle. So you can do this, you've got this. Um, once again, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. Um, if you enjoy this episode, please share it, like it, share it with a mom, share it with a mom. Um, comment subscribe to my podcast and just give me some feedback guys let me know how you're liking it um all that good stuff all that good stuff so i love you all i hope that this one blessed you as well and i hope that you all have a wonderful beautiful mother's day this year mother's day 2019 be blessed